A couple of days ago, I told you guys that I would be bringing you my top 10 ways to improve your sleep quality, and that is exactly what I'm doing today. First and foremost, I do believe in the value of quantity as well. As I mentioned on that podcast, seven to nine hours is what we want to be aiming for. However, if those seven to nine hours are terrible in terms of quality, meaning you're getting up multiple times during the night, you're waking up in the morning and not feeling well rested, then it's probably worth addressing your quality. I would debatably rather get less high quality sleep than more poor quality sleep. And this to a degree is one of those things that's in your control a little bit more as well. I speak and work with a lot of parents who have young children who get them up during the night, especially those with newborn. And they're like, well, I can't really predict how many hours I'm gonna get in bed. And therefore what we can predict is the hours that they do get are gonna be the highest quality because we're focusing on these things. I wanna go through all 10 of them and then I'm gonna tell you how you can monitor those across the weeks to make sure that you're continuously improving improving and upgrading the quality of your sleep. So number one, eliminate all of the light in your bedroom, all of it. We want the room to be completely dark. And I know a lot of you will say, I like having a little bit of light. I want the lamp on. I want the curtains open a little bit so the sun can come through in the morning. And as much as I appreciate that, the quality of your sleep is going to be a lot better if you can get used to sleeping in the darkness, especially the artificial lights. You know, you might want a little bit of sun coming in in the morning, but you want to bear in mind the time of the year and what time the sun's coming up as well. Because if the sun's coming up early and you're used to going to sleep late, it might be impacting the quality of the final hours of your sleep. And you also might not be able to get back to sleep if the sunlight wakes you up initially. So first of all, get rid of those artificial lights. I'm very big on unplugging TVs, unplugging Wi-Fi monitors, if you can to make sure those little lights are not interrupting your sleep. Number two, eliminate all of the noise in your bedroom. I would argue that if you want to use white noise, there's nothing wrong with that. But if you've got noisy streets, maybe your kids are watching TV in another room, try and make it as quiet as possible. Like I said, you can use white noise as there has been some studies to show that's been effective for helping the quality of sleep. But generally, if it can be dark and silent, that's gonna be super, super helpful. Next is going to be to keep your room cool, ideally at 15 to 17 degrees Celsius. And once again, I'm going to get the complaint. Elliot, I like it when it's warm in the morning. It's hard to get out of bed when it's so cold. And the happy medium, if you've got this privilege of doing this, is if you have the ability to put the heating on when you wake up, that's going to be great. Program it to start heating up when you're getting up in the morning, but keep it cool throughout the entire night. Number four, avoid any use of screens up to 60 minutes before you go to sleep. And I appreciate a lot of you might need to be a little bit more incremental with your device use in the evening. And you might want to start with 10 minutes before you sleep and slowly keep building that up, but eventually try and get it to about 60 minutes so you can give your mind and your eyes a little bit of time to wind down before you finally do get to bed. If you really want to change the game, keep your phone outside of your bedroom. It will make it much less tempting. Number five, and this will help once you implement those 60 minutes, create an evening wind down routine. Do something that's not going to stimulate your mind too much and it doesn't involve technology, devices, or anything that's going to trigger you. Try and read a fiction book. Go have a long shower or a bath. Maybe you have a little bit of a beauty routine wind down that can be really helpful. Just keep away from those devices. Make sure it's not too stimulating and it doesn't pull out the analytical side of your mind. Some meditation, some journaling can help. Whatever it is, just make sure you have something in place so when it comes to those final stages of the day, you know 
exactly what you're going to do. Number six, ensure your bedroom and your sheets are clean and fresh. I think we all know the feeling of getting into bed when our duvet and our sheets are all fresh and clean. It's such a good feeling. We feel so good for it. And if we can have that feeling regularly, make sure you do it. It's going to help with the quality of your sleep and your bedroom too. How do you feel when you walk into a messy room? I know personally, I don't feel that great. And what are you going to be thinking about when you see that giant pile of laundry in the corner? You're going to be thinking about folding it, thinking about all the other things that you have to do. And it's going to get your mind to be stimulated and going, going, and going. Keep your your room and the environment clean and fresh and it will help you sleep a lot better. Number seven, utilize dim lighting and candles in the evening. I mentioned before that there are certain hormones and neurotransmitters that are set to be released in the evening that will help you get good quality sleep. One of those is melatonin. We've probably heard of this before. And one major disruptor of melatonin is blue lights, right? The lights that come from our screens and our devices, but also those bright bathroom lights that we've got as well. If you're gonna be using lights in the evening, do your best to have them of that red, that orange color. That seems to be far less harmful to your melatonin and therefore the quality of your sleep. And if you're working late at night, I completely understand. However, if it's possible, avoid as much of that blue light as you can and stick with the orange and red type of lights in the evening time. Number eight, have a consistent sleep and wake time. I've spoke about this before. I've spoke about your circadian rhythm, the importance of making sure that that's well functioning and having a consistent sleep and wake time is gonna be one of the best ways that you can do that. And I appreciate a lot of us are gonna be staying up a little bit later on Friday night, Saturday night potentially, but do your best to try and stay within a bit of a window. I do my best to make sure that it's no more than one hour to 90 minutes difference between my sleep time and my wake time and that tends to keep me in a good place. Number nine, avoid having caffeine after 1 p.m. We've got to understand the half-life and the quarter-life of caffeine, meaning up to X amount of hours later, I believe it's six to eight, there is still about half the amount of caffeine floating around in your system. And the quarter-life, I believe, is around 10 hours. So 10 hours after you're having your last caffeinated beverage, a quarter of that is still in your system. And the best way it was put to me is someone said, imagine Imagine having your coffee cup on the side of your bed, there's about a quarter left and you drink it just as you go to sleep. You just wouldn't do it. So just be mindful of the time you're having caffeine. And if you are going to have a coffee in the afternoon or the evening, make sure that it's decaf and that is going to be your way around it. Number 10, try exercising earlier in the day. Let's look at this logically for a second. Just think about the state that you have to be in when you're gonna be training. You wanna be amped up. You want to be energetic. You're gonna be moving around. You're gonna be potentially be aggressive. You've got a lot of blood pumping to your muscles. That does not sound conducive to sleep, right? And what we might be doing is we might be in that state just about two, three hours or even less before we're trying to wind down and get to sleep. And that can obviously be problematic. So if you have the opportunity to do so, try and train a little bit earlier in the day so that your nervous system and everything has kind of settled back down by the time you're getting ready to sleep. 
If it's not possible and you do have to train in the evening, then you need to make sure that you place even more emphasis on your winding down and getting your nervous system back into that parasympathetic state where you're not amped up, where you're not kind of ready to go. You're actually just winding down. So this is where breath work can come in handy. This can be where making sure that you're stretching and just winding down and just not doing anything too stimulating in the evening. It's going to be really crucial to make sure you bring your nervous system into that parasympathetic state so you are ready to go to bed. And I thought of two more whilst I've been going through this and I want to give you as much value as possible. So number 11 is don't hit snooze in the morning. Do not hit snooze in the morning. This episode is all about the quality of your sleep and the quality of the sleep you're having after you hit that snooze button is no good whatsoever. I did hear a hack the other day. I'm not sure about if I'm going to try this out or not, but if you are a snoozer, we've got to think about our sleeping cycles. We tend to sleep in roughly around 90 minute cycles. So someone, I don't know who it was, but they suggested setting an alarm 90 minutes before you have to wake up. So then you kind of get that feeling of hitting snooze, but then the idea is that you go back to bed for 90 minutes so you get a full sleep cycle. I'm not sure about that. I would prefer you just to make sure you stick to the time that you set on your alarm and you get up when it goes off. But if you're in a committed relationship with the snooze button, it could work for you. It might be worth trying. If you do, let me know how it goes. Number 12, your bed should be only used for two things. The two S's, sleep and making love to your partner, nothing else. If you end up working in bed, if you end up watching TV in bed, your body will start creating these associations that other things other than sleep and making love to your partner happens in the evening time. So when it comes to the evening time, your body won't be able to predict what's going on. It's like, okay, are we going to be working in here? We're going to be watching TV. We're going to be sleeping. What are we going to be doing in here? Your body works a lot of associations, especially in neural associations, right? We create brain pathways when we do things over and over again in specific routines. It's the way that we can stick to habits. It's the way that things become so on autopilot and sleep is in that same bracket. So if we only do those couple of things in bed, then our body is prepared only to do those couple of things in bed. So those are my top 12 ways that you can improve your sleep quality. And the way that you can track this is you can give yourself a score out of 12. Usually there's 10 on this list, but I gave you a bonus 12 today. So I would say that if you are doing any less than seven, you've got work to do. And I would then pick out the ones that look like the lowest hanging fruit, implement those as soon as you possibly can. If you're doing between seven and 10, you're doing all right. But if you're still not feeling that rested in the morning, try and push yourself up to that higher number, that 10, 11, 12. Realistically, there's no reason why you can't be doing absolutely all of these and they will all absolutely contribute to your sleep quality. So let me just summarize these. Maybe you want to pause this. Maybe you want to get a pen and paper so you can write these down. So first one, eliminate all the light in your bedroom. Number two, eliminate all the noise from your bedroom. Number three, keep your room cool, ideally at 15 to 17 degrees Celsius. Number four, avoid any use of screens up to 16 minutes before you sleep. Number five, create an evening wind down routine. Number six, ensure your bedroom and your sheets are clean and fresh. Number seven, utilize dim lighting and candles in the evening. Number eight, have a consistent sleep and wake time. Number nine, avoid having caffeine after 1 p.m. Number 10, try exercising earlier in the day. Number 11, stop hitting that snooze button. Number 12, 
only use your bedroom for those two S's. And just remember, when the quality of your sleep improves, the quality of your life will also improve. That's everything from me today, guys. Take care and look forward to catching up with you tomorrow. And that was the Simply Fit Podcast. I hope you gained a huge amount of value from today's episode. I feel inspired to improve your health and well-being. Be sure to search for Simply Fit in Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify, or anywhere else you get your podcast from. And go ahead and subscribe so you don't miss any future episodes. Also, if you like the episode, please don't forget to give it a five-star rating. I'd love to hear your feedback or any questions you have. So reach out to me on social media. You'll find me on Facebook and Instagram at Elliot Hassoun. Thank you so much for listening. And I look forward to talking with you all on the next one.